The final four is now over. It is championship Monday for NCAA men's basketball. We are getting excited. My boy is even more excited for it. Let's get into it. What is going on, spectators? Welcome back to episode 130 of the Spectators. It is what is it, April 4th, 2022, which is absolutely crazy. March is over, but the madness is continuing because we have the NCAA National Championship going on tonight between Gerard Zurion, North Carolina Tar Heels, and the Kansas Jayhawks. My name is Julian. I'm here with BK and Gerard. What's going on, boys? What's up? What's up? Yo, yo, yo. How we doing, Drew? Bro, I'm doing amazing. I hope y'all are doing incredible as well. We had a great weekend of games. We had a lot of great NBA games, which we're not going to get too much into. Spring training is wrapping up, and the MLB season is getting here, which we're excited about, which we'll talk about in a different episode this week. We're going to leave this one specifically for college just to get our full emotions and excitement for it all out of the way. Gerard, how are you feeling? Boy, I am on cloud is there anything over cloud nine? Because if cloud, there is, cloud 10, that's baby. where I'm chilling. That's where I'm chilling at. I'm chilling <laughs> there. I'm, I'm sure you could get there. Not naturally, but you can get there. <laughs> Not naturally. No, I, I'm, on, I'm on the most natural high ever. Amazing. We love that. Yeah, and, and you know, it was a big weekend, but as Brooklyn, I'm sure, is about to allude to, uh, we just put out one of your vlogs from yep. a couple weeks ago. You were at the first and second round uh, that first weekend. You went to one of the games, your first time ever going to the tournament games. Uh, give us a little bit about that before we get into everything. Yeah, of course. Um, first game ended up being, um, it was the round of 32 games. That was the weekend I went to. Um, so the first game was Duke, Michigan State. So, you know, we got to see Izzo versus Coach K uh, for the last time ever. And to me, it was very surreal because Izzo is one of my favorite coaches outside of UNC. So getting to see him play and just like see how he was coaching up a team that almost didn't make the tournament and having him stand up to Coach K for three-fourths, or actually probably like the most of the game until the very end, honestly, having him stack up with that. And then um, getting to see Coach K is something that's, you know, obviously you know how I feel about him. I mad respect for the coach. Glad we put him in the dirt, though, you dirt. know what I'm saying? The crew. But um, exactly. And then getting so getting to see that was respect. Like it was awesome to see Paolo Benchero, a future NBA prospect, probably top five pick, uh, without a doubt. Seeing to get him the, to play was awesome. And then flipping the game, going to Auburn versus Miami, um, possible number one overall pick, Jabari Smith. Getting to watch him play was pretty good. He didn't really do much, but just to say I was there, um, watching the upset with Miami, it was just. I don't know, man. It was a good times. My brother is a Duke fan. Got to see his team win. Went with Tony Alvarez. Tony is a, a Miami fan. Got to see him win. So, vlog turned out great. Everyone was happy. Good vibes. Good good times for sure. And make yeah. sure you guys go check that out on YouTube now. Check and it. it was dope. It was dope. The atmosphere seemed crazy. So I know you guys were lit out there. It's just a vibe with the yeah. college, the bands. The bands make the whole like stadium lit. Because mm -hmm. you don't have to play like 
regular music. You just play the band music all game, and it's just it's awesome feeling. I want to go to a big college game so bad, whether it's basketball or football, but like a huge one of that nature. I need to go to one so they're, bad. I'll hey, tell you what, they're next, different. They're they're, they're so, so different. different. They're so different. Next they're so year, different. next year, first uh, first round, second round in Orlando. So you know, Spect- the spectators gonna be there. It's Mark a lot it. closer. It's a lot closer. Book it right now. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah, and. You know, going to those games are really fun, so I'm happy you're able to to get that. Go over there, catch the important games. It, it wasn't for your team, but we were able to see, uh, you know, your brother and Tony's team. So it's it's kind of it's kind of your team, but de facto, uh, despite mm-hmm. them being ACC foes. Uh, right. But but you get a little bragging rights now because they got to see their team. But but you're sitting here. <laughs> I'm sitting. Just pretty. got past the final <laughs> four. And took oh, on Duke in Coach K's last game, or what could have been his last game. Turns out to have been his last game. Um, to end the season, you guys took out Coach K in his last game at Cameron Indoor. Get to play them again in the tournament for the first time in history where the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils play each other. It's the best rivalry in the sport. How are you feeling coming into this game? So... I'm going to date back real quick just to the Duke-UNC matchup, um, Coach K's last home game. After we walked out with the win there, you know, my chest was pumped high. I'm like, you'll never see us again. Like, this is it. This is how it went out for you guys. You know, I was all proud, happy. And then as, like, the tournament progressed, it was just so, like, gut-wrenching. Like, we would win. They would win. We would win. They would win. Then they would win, and we would win. And I'm sitting here... We're playing St. Peter's, so I wasn't too worried about getting to the Final Four. And then I think the Elite Eight, they played Texas Tech, and I would have put everything I had on Texas Tech. If it was I a good game, it. too. Great game. They pulled it out, and then I'm like, they got to go against Houston. Or was it, you know, Arkansas? Arkansas they went against. And I was like, I don't think Arkansas can hang with them, and they couldn't. So once I saw the matchups, I was like, it's going to happen. And all week, I think I was nervous. I was extremely nervous because I'm like, dang, Coach K is really gonna he's really gonna put it on us after we just ruined his homecoming game. <laughs> but it didn't happen, so I'm happy. <laughs> it, it it didn't happen. This is one of the best games I've seen in a while. Uh, there's always recency bias when we see a game and talk about it the next day, you know. But yeah. having all the extra stuff, right? Having this be the best rivalry in the sport despite roy williams not there how much better would it have been if roy williams were, were there right um uh, iconic right it was dope that he was in the crowd though it was it was it awesome that he was there out. um or it was kind of cool that he wasn't there and so you had the new guard at unc taking on the last of the old guard like it, it's cool either way and mm-hmm. unc just had pretty much an insanely miraculous second half of the season where they were pretty awful to start the year and they turned it around. They found their stride. They wind up beating Duke twice and Baylor once and UCLA. And now they had an opportunity to get into the championship. And Baycott had a phenomenal game. I mean, he had like 21 boards. It was something stupid. He was just a, a man. Um, Baycott's well, on a tear. <laughs> Baycott is just like a box-out king, apparently. Like nobody's ever learned how to box him out. And he's just a magnet. Like he has the the ball magnet badge. Like, yeah. that's just what he has on him. Did you guys want the stats from the last uh, five games? Yes. 
So, 17 and 10, 15 and 16, 14 and 15, 20 and 22, and then the last game, 11 and 21. The St. Peter's game was absolutely insane because I'm pretty sure he had 17 and 18 of those in the first half. Yeah. It's insane. That's crazy. And, yeah, I mean, you could see it from that Baylor game. Like, he just was actually taking over for – College is an interesting thing because in the NBA, to take over, for the most part, you got to score because it's such a fast-paced league. You have to score because you're going to score 110. College is not that way. If you're scoring 88 points, or in this case, this game was like 81 to 77, that's a lot in college. So slowing the game down, getting boards, being able to make a big block or two, those are the things that like take over a game and, and change it, and he does all of those things. He you know, creates weird shot opportunities and just gets boards when he needs them. Yeah, I think he had like eight offensive boards in this game. Eight offensive boards in this game. If he doesn't get two of those, they lose. Yes. Literally two of those, (laughs) they lose. Uh, (laughs) I think a big big component of that game that played in our favor was the um, Mark Williams, who is their big man, who is – just not not as dominant on the like the, the the board, but defensively, averaging close to three blocks a game, he only played seventeen minutes because of foul trouble. Yeah, he played four minutes in the first half, so we were able to. We didn't do much in the paint until the second half, still, but not having him there for a majority of the game helped us out tremendously. Yeah, and and a big, I mean, a big reason you guys won this game. Duke just could not get it going from three, like, at all. I think they were, like, 22% from, from the three-point line. And Five for 22. That's just not going to get it done against a team like UNC, who wasn't particularly a great perimeter defending team. They have some good, uh, you know, ISO defenders. But as a team, they weren't, like, tremendous defending the three this year. You got to hit a couple of them. Like, you got to shoot 30%. And... Not doing that, you're just flat out missing your shots, and it's not like Duke played bad. I, I don't think they played bad at all. Uh, it was just a well played game. There's a lot of foul shots shot from both sides, um, and I think the lead changed like 16 times. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. It was. I think the I was telling Brooklyn this earlier before we got on here. Um, the big game changer for us, and I think for every game in the tournament, has been Caleb Love. But not Caleb Love for the full game. Caleb just, Love, the big, the big time. boy moments. Yeah, at halftime because he had zero <clears> points <throat> in the first half, and he finished with twenty eight points in the game. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, and that's not his first time doing that this tournament. I think it was UCLA. The yeah. UCLA game he popped off. Yeah, he had three at half, and he finished with thirty. Yeah, like he changed his shoes or whatever. Did that same thing against he Baylor. Took the secret sauce. Yeah, I'm like. I don't know what it is. Like, I wish you would play like that the whole game. Gonna put me at ease a little bit more, but can't complain. And then Brady, it's, it's one Brady of those does. you see it go through, and then you get your confidence back type deals, you know? Exactly. I, I I think it has nothing to do with any of that. I think he's throwing for the first half, oh, and then the true. second half he knows that all right, they're gonna play off of me a little bit, and then once he starts getting it rolling, now they're on their heels, and he just goes off. And by he's by the time they catch up, it's it's over. They can't was, do anything about it because yeah. now he dropped 20 and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Y'all ain't going to play defense? What happened? 
Exactly. So. It's like when you're playing your little brother in Madden and you like let him score the first two touchdowns and mm-hmm. then you like, oh, hold on, hold on. Hold yeah, on. dude. Got to sit out. <laughs> but I think I think him and R.J. Davis, they're like great compliments of each other because R.J. Davis has a lot of damage early and then he kind of coasts for the rest of the way. But him with the ball, I think so. Let's back up to the beginning of the season. Caleb Love was our primary ball handler and I think that's what went wrong because that's not what he is. He's an off-ball scorer. So he gave the ball to R.J. Davis. We said, you make the plays, you get everyone involved. And that's when Caleb Love started to become the Caleb Love that we're seeing right now. So it took a while for us to get that going. And now that we're here, I'm chilling. I love it. He's chilling. And, and that's a testament to a good team. You figure out where everybody falls in, you play your role, and you execute. You don't try to do too much and get out of your character. You know this guy gonna do whatever he doing, and you know you do something else a little better. Let's run it, and look at where it took them. It's a big shout out to that, for sure. A big shout out to Duke, their team this year. For a bunch of like young dudes and team, like this team was not put together at all last year, and this year they came out for his last year and did the best that they could. Um, Paolo Bencaro, or Benchero, Bencaro, however you say his name. He's going to be a top five pick, and that's yeah. He put up twenty. Then you had Keels this past game. Trevor Keels, um, he's their backup guard. Put up nineteen off the bench, and it just seemed like they played really good together as a team. Just the kind of the magic wore off. Yeah, and they were susceptible to strange losses a lot this year. Like almost all of their losses in the regular season were like to unranked teams and just like to guys who came in wanting to win, like really wanting to win. That's kind of what it felt like all year. And it, it, it happened one last time. It was just, they kind of got out willed here. And it, it was a, it was a talented team that you said, you know, they weren't well put together last year. It was better this year, but there's only so mm-hmm. much that, um, and one foot out the door, coach K can galvanize you. And, um, a, a final four is a pretty good, not great galvanization point, you know, like, sheesh, that's crazy. It's like yeah. actually crazy. Um, so we got UNC in the finals. We mentioned it a couple of times, the eight seed from the ACC, a down year in the ACC. We get three teams in the elite eight, two in the final four, no Louisville, no Syracuse, no Virginia, no problem. It's crazy. Exactly. Crazy. Um, we're going to flip over to the other side, though, and I mentioned ACC because I think that's a big part of this Kansas run. Before the Villanova game, Kansas was on the ropes a little bit, if you want to say, to ACC team Miami Hurricanes. They made a tremendous run in this tournament. Like you said, you got to watch them beat Auburn. And then the best half of basketball that has been played this entire season happened in the whole sport. They go on a 47 to 15 run in the second half. And the way that they just like came in the half, just absolutely pressing and firing on all cylinders like defensively. They were just swarming. And they looked like the athletic group of guys that we kind of expect from Kansas. The the same type of team that was the best team in the country in the, the COVID season that never happened. And from then on, so you got that half and then the full game of this Villanova game, I have not seen a team this dominant in college basketball 
since like the Anthony Davis Kentucky Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Like they have been devastatingly impressive for the last what is that sixty minutes of basketball? Right. Yeah. Bill Self, obviously Hall of Fame coach, yeah. one of the oh. best college coaches of all time. He knows how to get this team going at the right time. They've had unfortunate tournament mishaps. Yeah. Every year since oh eight, probably when they were when they and in twenty twenty, the they were hit. handily the best team in the country, and just the Easy. tournament didn't happen. Like they were going to win so. every game in that tournament by twenty five. Like I was actually convinced of that. Exactly, and then but for him to get that team together um, for a lot of the year, Remy Martin was hurt, so he got back and got into the flow of things. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name because I've been Ochai <laughs> or yeah the. Agbaji, or however you say his name. I think it's Agbaji. I think it's Agbaji. Yeah, Agbaji. Yeah. He's averaging 18 points this year, and he's going crazy. And he's been consistent from day one. So that played a huge part. And then you got McCormick, who, who's averaging 10 points a game because there's just so much talent on this roster. It's hard for most people to break out. But he yeah. puts up 25 in a game against Villanova. Just dominates. And there's he, he looked like Baby Shaq. He did. He did. Like he was ridiculously unstoppable. There was nothing you could do. Anything he wanted, he got. There was one play where he caught it. He shoulders towards the rim a little bit, backs up, hits somebody on his uh, way over, and then just puts it up, and that was it. What are you gonna do about that? Like he's just getting body pinballed around in the paint, still putting it up, slamming it. And Still. it's crazy because this is a this was a really good defense. And I, I was watching some stuff before and after the game. And Bill Self after the game was like a little surprised with this team. He was like, <laughs> yeah, we came into this game legitimately concerned about Villanova's defense. As you should have been, I said before the tournament, me and G talked about, I thought they were the best defensive team in the tournament. And if they mm-hmm. were going to lose, it was because they got straight up outplayed. I don't know if you remember us talking about that, G, but I was like, the yeah, only way they lose is if they just get outshot. And guess what and, happened? And guess and what happened? Kansas came into this game, and it took shooting 54% from three <laughs> to wind up winning. And they wound up winning by, like, 16 or something like that. It got away at the end. It was really a closer game than the final score uh, shows. Exactly. But, oh, my, bro. They, yeah. in the first half particularly... In the first half in particular, this team could not miss. It felt like, you know when you're playing, or we'll go back to 2K, you know when you're playing 2K and, like, this guy's just taking, like, bad timing shots and they're just dropping because, like, momentum's on their side. And it's like, why is momentum a game mechanic? It doesn't make sense. Exactly. Apparently it does make sense. <laughs> Apparently it makes sense because everything was dropping for Kansas. And it was, like, scary. Again, I I watched the first half of this game. I didn't watch the whole second half. I was like, wow, it doesn't matter who wins this Duke-UNC game right now. (laughs) Like, I was like, wow, it does not matter. And then we got a really good game at a Duke-UNC. And I was like, okay, maybe it does. Okay, we're we're back. We're back. It's just the way they played was just so – Kansas just played so dominant. And, like, the Villanova, they did not play bad at all. Like, you just said it. They played good. Like, they had a good game. Their defense did what they could. Like, you can't stop good shooting. That's the one thing about basketball. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I feel for Galepsi. Galepsi is one of those, like, 
dudes we'll probably never really hear from again. But he he gave everything. 17 points this past game, and they were missing Samuels. That was huge. Their second best yeah. player. Without him on the team, it was hard for them to get anything going consistently. Yeah, and again, like the way that Kansas kind of played in this game, like every they everybody, all their starters and then their six man just gave them like twenty five strong minutes where I was like if you don't have if you're not five strong, like you're gonna have a tough time because we are just more athletic than you. Exactly. And that's literally just kind of what it was. I mean, they just got out athleted. <laughs> It's crazy. What can you do at that point? Because if you could do all the preparation before, and then if you get there and it's still not good enough, like damn. Yeah, and you know, like we were talking about uh, Agbaji earlier. Again, if we're saying his name wrong, I'm sorry. Um, we probably are. We probably are. The way that he's kind of played this year, right? He's he's been like a very typical. Like he's gonna be a good two guard probably in the league like he just has that shot and that confidence that he's gonna come into the league and be a good scorer i'm like very confident in that and he he looked more confident than he did all season in this game he took eight shots and there wasn't a single time he shot the ball where i didn't think he was going in dude he took he took eight (laughs) shots he made six of them and all of them were threes he made six threes that's where all his points came from. He and was he, six of seven from three. And he's their three. primary scorer, and he just didn't decide to shot create this game. It didn't matter. He didn't need to. Didn't he didn't need to. Three free throws. That was it. But hey, <laughs> it accounted for a quarter of their points. So it's just crazy, dude. And, and that's the know, thing when he's putting up twenty one. You got again, McCormick putting up twenty five. Like, what? What, what can do? you do? They're looking like Shaq and Kobe out there. What are you gonna do? Legit, <laughs> legit. Literally, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very, very real here. You know, um, that I think this matchup's a little scary. Uh, go look into the championship, right? Um, I think Kansas is a four point favorite, so actually not too bad in terms of like a spread. That that's actually pretty pretty decent odds. Um, the money line's pretty close. I think they tend to do that anyway for the championship. Vegas gets a little scared. Mm-hmm. I don't like this matchup at all. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I know how Gerard's going to feel about it. And that's completely okay. But I'll let, I'll let Brooklyn go first. Yeah. I just think after these last six quarters of basketball or six halves of basketball or whatever it is, whatever I'm trying to say, dude, I... I, I think it all comes down to, and I mentioned this to both of you before we started, the McCormick-Baycott matchup is going to be the centerpiece of this game and decide where it's going to go. Is Baycott going to be able to go crazy and get these boards? If he does, maybe UNC got a chance. Is McCormick going to go ahead and go Shaq mode again? Because if he does... I'm sorry, G. I'm sorry. If he balls out like he did in this game, it might be a rough one. And that's kind of what I'm feeling here. Yeah. And then are you going to rely on Caleb with his 50% appearance rate? As long as it's in the second half, bro. So one thing. Uh, but that's the thing, though. If it's in the second half with this Kansas team, it might be too late. You guys might be having to come back with his second half performance. And that's, I don't, that's, that's not where you want to be. That's the thing about that. 
he's been doing that the, this whole tournament. So we'll yes, date back yes. to Baylor. He, yeah, he has. We'll date, he has. We'll date, we'll date back has. to Baylor, who Baylor's reigning champs. We're up 26 points before Brady. Uh, and then, and then you ejected. were. Yeah, but then because he got it, because he got ejected. Yeah, he didn't get ejected. Yeah. They weren't coming back. He gets ejected. That's like crazy. And then Caleb Love's like, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? It's my turn now. I got to do this. Bam, comes up, puts up 20 something points, 26 maybe. Fast forward, next game, UCLA. Caleb Love doesn't do much in the first half. He has three points. We're hanging in there. That's the thing. Our team is deep enough. Actually, I'm not even going to say our team. Our starting five is deep enough to where they can hang on as long as we can until Caleb's like, all right, bro, it's where are you at? It's halftime. Go change your shoes. Do whatever you got to do. And we comes out and balls out. We have been, in my opinion, we've been the hottest team in this tournament. We put up, we beat Marquette by 30. We were up by 26 on Baylor. We went a barn burner against UCLA. Turn around, destroy St. Peter's. Come in, beat Duke in Coach K's final game and final four. We're going to be hard to stop. I, I think we're going to be hard to stop. I think Baycott's a better player than McCormick. I think I'm giving the matchup to Baycott. But I think the biggest matchup is going to be, it's not. It's going to be a one-sided matchup, but it's going to be how Leaky Black can guard Agbaji. That's going to be huge because he's our defender. And he's he held A.J. Griffin to seven points, like 12 points in the last two games. He held... Um, Ju Zhang, he had him locked up pretty well. I forget who their main guy is on Baylor, but he locked him up for most of the game. He locked um, Doug Eddard, the the guy from St. Peter's. He didn't do nothing on game. So he he consistently takes out their top one or two scorer every game this tournament. And if he can do that again, we will be hanging in there long enough for us to get into that final five minute mode that we get into where but you guys have been really stop. good yeah you guys and it's been, hard to stop you guys yeah. have been really good uh one thing i do want to mention this is the second time ever if you guys do win this do win this game against kansas this will be the second time ever that any team has beaten duke kansas and ucla in the same ncaa tournament which is absolutely crazy because that is three of the five blue bloods and you are one of those five. So there's only one other team. And, you could have. <laughs> and Kentucky was a yikes. Yeah. And kind of, you, you technically beat Kentucky, right? Cause we beat the team that beat Kentucky. Right. Technically. So saying Kentucky, if they were, if they were at where they were supposed to be, we would have beat all four of them. You know, what's crazy. If that would have happened, it would have been, UNC beating the four other blue bloods, which just de facto makes you the best one, right? With the first year coach. Despite it actually probably being UCLA, like it would have just been you guys now. And that's crazy. No, I, I thought UCLA was the best. I thought they were going to get to the final. I have them where we are right now. Really? Yeah, yeah they, they had a good little squad this year, with, uh, especially with all the uh, returners. But that's how it goes. That's how it be. And I, I did think that was a cool little little tidbit, right? If they exactly. do win, beat Kansas, they'll be the second team to ever beat Duke, Kansas, and uh, what was it, UCLA. That's crazy. 
pretty cool stuff. And that's a that's an impressive run too. And then you you throw Marquette in there too, and it's like wow, you got like you beat five basketball schools after not beating any basketball schools and for beating literally year. none to start Until the first three weeks of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like we get blown out by Duke, we get blown out by Kentucky, um, we get blown out by Miami. Miami put twenty on us. Yeah, Miami was a good team. Exactly. They're but a good team. Like, hey, that same team that put 20 on you got blown out 47-15 in the second half. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> sorry, Tony. Hope you're not watching. Hope uh, you're not watching. Real quick. <laughs> give me a score prediction. Um, I'm going 85-82. Caleb Love. Hits a game-winning shot. I don't know if it's a buzzer beater. I don't know where it is in the game, but I would say like maybe like 10 seconds left. Okay. Knocks it down. Burke? 76-72 Kansas. I was going to go 82-74 Jayhawks. Rock chalk, they take it back. But this is going to be a fun game. I, I do think this will be a good game. Especially if just like if the Tar Heels just play the way they have been, this will be a good game. So yeah. I'm super excited I'm, about it. I hope I hope Tar Heels win for my boy. Over I do here. too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm we're, not, for we're not praying for your downfall. I just no. no it's, it's it's we're we're doing a podcast. We're talking sports. I know better than to get offended by someone picking against my team. And I think every game this year, except for Marquette and probably. I mean, if you remember right, I picked against you guys in that game, too. So Exactly. We've been picked against every game this year. This not, against, not against Duke. I'm on record. Sure. Hey, I'm on record. I think I'm I on record for that also, right? I said I think. I don't remember. Uh, you, were on, you were on record for it if it was UNC. If it was Villanova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was Villanova. I wanted that rematch like I wanted it. Yeah. No, I... Ah. <laughs> that that boy had hate in his heart. He needed today, revenge. Today. He was going to sit there on vengeance. Exactly. <laughs> the crazy the re- thing is the reunion. Today the crazy thing is we almost didn't have G on this on this episode. It almost didn't happen. So I know. I'm happy I'm happy that we were able to see you and get get to the talking. It's always a pleasure, bro. Of course, of course. Appreciate you guys. But yeah, any any final thoughts? Does anybody want to put um a proverbial bow on this NCAA season. This has probably been one of the most mad ones I've seen. In terms of tournament, just between yeah. Just between St. Peter's doing their thing, four Blue Bloods in the Final Four, just stuff that does not happen. Happen. Good thing we're not still putting brackets only on paper because there would be a lot of wasted paper this year because Lots. brackets got busted. Big time. Early, yeah, early. Shout out to us making an executive decision to save a little bit of paper. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple of trees would have went down, but you know, it's been fun. Shout out Stanford. It's, it's it's been dope to be wrong. So I, that I that's love, a beautiful that's a beautiful thing about March Madness. I love being wrong. Yeah. I love it so, so much. do I. Because I didn't have us this far. I'm having fun. Let's go, baby. Yes, sir. Heal up, baby. Heal up. Yes, sir. So make sure you guys catch that game tonight. I think it's at 8 o'clock or 8.30. Um, 
the classic Monday college championship game. We'll make sure to see you guys there. We'll talk about that as it comes out and everything after that. We'll have an MLB preview episode coming out later this week, and then we're going to have an NBA playoff preview episode coming out next week. There's a lot going on. We also got a Yankee spring training vlog where Aaron Judge hit two home runs coming out this week, probably tomorrow. So keep an eye out on that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, man. Just, just be it's ready free. for all Do of it. it. Turn on Do the it. noties, and you're going to get your phone lit up. Spectators, win live. Watch Please. it. Like Please. it. Comment. Please. Share it. Spectators. And be back next week. Yeah, we'll exactly. be back next week, guys. And make sure you check out G's vlog and the Yankee vlog. We'll see you guys next time. Later, everybody. The crew. Peace.